Success podcast. I am your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. Now, does Jeff need an after show? Did I ask you? No, yeah, I actually did just ask, but I don't need the answer. I don't need the, I picked the answer and it is yes. So here we go. Before we get into Jeff, I need to talk about Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And this does tie into Jeff and MJ who have been playing mom and dad to Lala over the past couple weeks, telling her to be a little less sexy on Vanderpump Rules. But they are going to blow their motherfucking gasket at Glenn. Blow your gasket on Glenn because Captain Glenn had a motherfucking peep show on Below Deck, you guys. Oh my God. Okay, so first I'm watching it and I'm like, these editors are fucking gnarly. Like, because unlike most of the reality shows, I would argue that Below Deck, they are the busiest as crew members. Like, they have so much shit to do. They have to actually run the boat plus do all the filming stuff. So there's a lot going on and they do not give that crew a break at all. Oh my gosh. Who was it? Chase. They show a shot of him just laying in bed, sleeping, passed out. And he lets out a huge fart. And it's funny, I guess, but like, Oh, poor Chase, you know, like as if he really wants that fucking on air. And mind you, he, I would just tell everybody, oh, they added that sound effect in post editing. (laughs) I don't, I only fart out musical notes or something. I don't know. I feel like Doug would. Doug's like farts would be like little hymns or something. It'd be like, like, end on like a trumpet. Ew, gross. Sorry. Why am I talking about that? Okay. So back to Captain Glenn's dick. You guys, I feel so bad for him because poor Captain Glenn is just sleeping there and Chase goes to wake him up and Captain Glenn pops out of bed and that wasn't the only thing popping up. That was not the only thing popping up and I instantly saw it and it was like, whoa, the fucking phone. Except I held the remote instead, gripped it tight in my hands and held onto that rewind button. I must have recircled back 10 seconds, like 20 different times to keep on watching it. I took a still photo of it. If you DM me, I will send it to you, but I am not putting him on blast like that and sending it out to the world. Not that anyone gives a fuck, but it's just like editors, like Captain Glenn had no choice. Like he had to get up in that scene. He had a fucking What's it when you wake up in the most wood morning wood? And I guess he's used to morning wood when he's up early on his shift to, you know, steer the boat. That's some morning wood, but this is different. And that should, that's private morning wood. That should not have been included or they should have blurted out. Like I'm telling you, if I showed you this, there's a tent inside of his undies. And now that I've just said Captain Glenn's undies and I talked about Doug Farted, I just, it's too much about like older men and like butt stuff. But we actually do get into butt stuff later in the episode. So stay tuned. (laughs) Oh, welcome to Splash. Oh, sass. Okay. So also this is my question about Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So two guests crash into each other in the water playing on water sports. And one of the guests has to go and get stitches. Him and his wife are gone for over 12 hours. Hours. So first a medic comes to the boat and is like, shit, man, you need stitches. I'm going to go take you to the hospital. So they go to the hospital and 
the guests are with the medic. So why, what do you, was the medic turned into their babysitter? Like he was, he was the one texting them updates. So you're staying. Why couldn't the medic just give them fucking stitches on the boat? Like it's stitches at sea. That's called super glue. Pop a little squirt on, call it a day. All right. They didn't have fucking stitches out in the wild, wild west. Come on, man. My other question though, is if the medic can't do it, sure, fine, whatever. Why is this charter guest going to the hospital with all of us peasants? Why would you wait with us peasants? Like, that's where I would have to go. No, if I'm on a fucking mega yacht, call a private doctor. Get him on this boat. The amount of time, so they were gone off the boat for 14 hours, right? I would rather pay $75,000 for a dog, if I was rich, if I would, that's a big if and a big caveat. If I was rich, I would rather pay $75,000 than wait 14 hours at a hospital. Like time, time is the valuable thing. If you have money and power already, all you need is time. That's what becomes important. So I would pay anything. So I'm so sorry to all the private Italian doctors out there because I would have paid off your mortgage for the next year. And instead, this guest drove himself fucking crazy, bleeding out straight for 14 hours. No, no. Okay, moving on to Summer House. Danielle, you guys, this is wicked quick, but Danielle and Lindsay. So if you don't watch the show, they've been best friends for six years. Classic. They ended up fighting right when Lindsay started to get engaged and all these big things happening in her life. So Danielle is sobbing on the way to Lindsay's engagement party because she's like, I didn't even know about this. I'm so far out of your life, blah, blah, blah. Making it fully about her. It was highly entertaining. Somebody always does at every wedding event. Have I been the one to make it about me? Did you even have to ask? Did you really? You know the answer. Okay, so I'm watching Danielle sob and I'm like, girl, stay the fuck home. To the point where a producer on the show was like, Danielle, you can just like stay home and chill if you want. And she was like, no, I need to support her. And we're like, not like that, you don't. Not And also Danielle was like, this is it. This is the we're, friendship done. This is This party is the last thing I do. Oh, the last thing you do in your friendship is go fuck up her engagement party? Because <laughs> once Danielle got there, it was all... Carl surprised Lindsay with all of her family and friends from back home. And Carl and Lindsay, who were getting engaged, had still not arrived yet at their surprise engagement party. So Danielle's going around to all of Lindsay's family and friends being like, did you know about this? Did you know? It was just... It was great. So anyways, cut to five minutes later... I was the one fucking sobbing. I am a mother sucker for anything emotional on TV. Like I, I, but it's only reality TV show and documentaries. I'm telling you, give me the saddest scripted shit. And I'm like, fuck it. That was fake. I can picture the writer's room right now because I, again, I'm a writer. And so it's like, there's only four, five possible scenarios and it always ends up being one of them. So scripted shit sucks to me, but I do love that I was sobbing because Lindsay, when she sees her parents, and it's a surprise they came in from Florida and she's now engaged it was all she ever wanted it was so cute if you want like a cute moment Jeff get your gay cry out 
I highly suggest watching that and keep your eyes peeled for when Danielle goes to hug Lindsay. She Danielle gets like stuck under Kyle's hug and it's like the most awkward three-way hug ever. I love awkward shit too. Like when people on camera go to shake hands, but one person does like a fist bump or a high five. I replay shit like that all the time. Also, mind you, if I was on TV, I'd make a fool out of myself on the daily. Okay. We know I'm a fucking fool. So later on this episode of Summer House, Gabby goes on a blind date. You guys, he asks her, what are her top 10 favorite fruit? (gasps) Can you imagine being on your first blind date? You're so nervous. Like whoever wants to go on a blind date and then you show up and your date asks you to name your top 10 favorite fruit. Are there even 10 to name? What Watermelon, one. Just, but what? An apple. Okay, done. What, like, top 10 fruit. I just burst out laughing and I was like, oh my God, that date is going so well, so well. Um, So, moving on to another show that went very well. We'll get into Tuesday, May 9th's episode of Jeff Lewis Live. We had Doug Buden, Megan Weaver, and Shane Douglas. Okay, we start off with a little studio wars. We got a little drama in the JLL Serious Studios. Um, so basically, there's somebody that works as a host of a Sirius XM show, and Jeff does not find her to be the friendliest, and so he is not the friendliest in return. We shall call her she who shall not be named due to HR reasons. I don't want a fucking cease and desist letter. I will chuck it with my Caesar salad that I did not eat because it was sitting outside on my porch for two hours. That was yesterday's story. So... The lady who works in the studio, ew, the lady, I don't know what to call her. I literally don't even know who they're talking about. I can't even guess. I'm guessing it's not Tinks. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anybody else. I don't listen. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I have too much. I have to listen to myself now. Okay. So Jeff's whole thing about this girl is that she is not, she does not make eye contact with him or say hello. And maybe allegedly might've cut his mic one time years, years, years ago. That he let he let that go though. It's so, it's so he forgot. He basically forgot. We had to we had to force it out of him, force it out of his memory. <laughs> but he was basically saying like, just be friendly, you know, like just make I just look up and say hi. Don't follow Netflix's Leo Donardo. Leo Donardo. I did not just say that. I t- I'm see. I I make a fool of myself behind the mic. Don't get me in front of a camera. I no. I would never. Okay. So Leonardo DiCaprio tried to tell us all not to look up on Netflix. Don't look up. Fuck that. Jeff is saying, look the fuck up and say hello. Okay. To your neighbor. I agree. And I disagree. I've talked about this before. I have a neighbor who will literally do the exact same thing. She pulls a Jeff studio mate and she will not look up at me. Even if I say hi, she'll just "Eh, eh," like grunts, like somebody who's never, you know, like those people that are chained, you those people, that one victim who I'm so sorry to that victim who's like chained and their parents like keep them in a cage and like the CPS finds out about them 20 years later. Like we thought they died, but they've been living in their parents' basement and they've been living like a dog. Oh my God. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I swear there's a news stories every once in a blue moon about somebody who like, hasn't 
been allowed to see the outside world because of twisted motherfuckers. Okay, so speaking of twisted motherfuckers, my neighbors, we have the unfriendly one who says nothing, and then we have the two friendly ones. Way too friendly for my liking, and that's where I, I'm going to start turning into Jeff's studio, mate, where I'm just not even going to look up. Maybe Jeff was too friendly. I mean, she just she doesn't fuck with you. Bitch, I don't fuck with you. Listen to Big Sean, okay? She does not fuck with you, it sounds like. And can you blame her, man? All right, so my neighbor today, he was saying how he just saw a coyote in our neighborhood. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to start bringing my bear spray around with me when I go for walks because it was the middle of the day. And if you don't know what bear spray is, that means you haven't lived in the mountains, which neither did I until after college in Montana. And I got there and we were in Grizzly County. Like there were grizzly bears outside of my office. So bear spray is basically pepper spray mixed with a fire extinguisher. So I have it next to my bed in case that creepy neighbor ever breaks the fuck in and tries to pull a Brian, whatever, from Iowa, whatever, that serial killer who like stabbed four people, college kids. That is so fucked. That has never left my mind in the past few months. So I am gonna kill you first with my bear spray. So he was saying to be careful about the coyote. And he was like, yeah, because you smell so good that they would be, they would definitely go after you. <gasps> no, you guys, when guys are like, I don't want to be creepy. I don't, I promise you 90% of you are not creepy. It's shit like that. Don't tell me that I smell so good. A coyote's going to eat me. Would you say that to the, a guy? No, what? Ew, 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 ew. Then the bu little bugs were eating me. So I'm like, all right, dude, I got to go. These bugs are eating me alive. Like little flies. And he goes, yeah, it's because your skin's so soft. And I was like, what the fuck? Stop complimenting my skin and my, ew, ew. No, it's not. All right. It's hard as fucking rocks. Just like my right fucking hook when I smack it in your jawline. I might just bear spray him for fun one day, just for funsies. But all I'm saying is that right now he's losing polite privilege. Okay. Like I give you polite privilege. I am being polite to you. And that is a privilege. Okay. You didn't earn it. I'm just being polite. If you're going to be a fucking little twat, like a weird creepy twat no not okay with me I'm not gonna be polite anymore like I'm gonna turn into my other neighbor so we're all just gonna ignore each other all the time and be fucking merry and a great happy community okay so again I'm just wondering if Jeff lost his polite privileges with this studio mate what the co-host? I don't know what she is. A host, whatever. Okay, so also today on my walk, you guys, I stopped to smell a lilac bush because I fucking love lilacs. Like, I, oh, they're just amazing. And everything right now, it smells so good. Going for a walk, this is the best time of year in New England. Like, literally, there's perfume coming from the flowers, like the trees, everything. It's just a little magical world out there full of pollen. So anyways, on my walk, I stopped to smell these lilacs and two guys in a convertible stopped their car and they're like, hey, gorgeous. I was like, not today, fellas, not today. Moving on. So <laughs> Doug reminisced when Jeff, Megan and Doug used to meet for breakfast like five years ago back in the day at JLL. They used to get, I guess, a scrambled egg paper plate breakfast. For $1.98. Now I get that he was very excited about that price, but I'm just going to say, Doug, sorry, but like some things are worth splurging on. Eggs? 
breakfast and egg, breakfast and egg, that's something I like to enjoy. I like to splurge on my food. $1.98 for a paper plate breakfast. Okay, I know I'm entitled, spoiled, whatever. I would rather eat dandelion leaves. I no, I no, I I would genuinely rather eat lilacs. I would rather eat a lilac bush. Like I don't I'm I'm so because you know I can just picture the paper plate. They have to double the plate because you know you can already picture that it's soggy through when it gets all like clear cuz it's so wet and it's all that you have wet eggs, wet eggs on a plate for a dollar 98. Eggs on a plate for a dollar 98. Uh, yeah, I will work on their slogan for them, but that is the kind of nostalgia I do not need in my life. So then we move on to butt stuff. <laughs> Again, according to Jeff and MJ, Lala needs to be so careful about mentioning sex on Vanderpump Rules uh, once in a blue moon, but Jeff can tell Megan to do butt stuff to avoid her UTIs. <clears throat> Double standard. Is that a hippo or a crit? Or is that a hippo motherfucking crit? Crit. So doing butt stuff. Okay, Doug was like, don't girls like it? Like, don't girls want to try it? Um, not really, Doug. Not really. Okay, to me, it would, you know, prairie dogging. I always think of the rat race movie. And they had this girl was like sitting with her ass out of the car. And she's like, Dad, I'm prairie dogging. I'm prairie dogging. And it meant like the poop was going like in and out. And then she was trying to hold it in, but it kept sliding out. Ew, I'm sorry. Disgusting. But that I feel like anal sex is prairie dogging. You're just a little, you're a couple prairie dogs. You're just, what? Anal dogs. Anal prairies, anal prairies. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to feel like shit is going in and out. And it like, even imagine when you have to take a shit and that happens to you. It doesn't feel good. I don't want that. I don't want a giant shit dick inside of me. Like when you take a big shit and it's like a log and then you take a big dick and it's like a log. I don't want, I don't, no, no, wrong hole. That's not the one that feels good. It's the other one. It is the other one. So you do what you want with your butt. I'm going to leave mine in peace. My butt can rest in peace with me. Okay. Um, so Aurora is back on Monday working for Jeff and Laura passed her kidney stone. Woo. Yay, Laura. Good job. My neighbor fucking still has eight kidney stones inside of his stomach. He was supposed to, he spent two weeks, you guys. He has eight kidney stones and he isn't getting surgery for another two weeks. One full month. And I keep being like, why don't you get a new doctor? Who would sit with kidney stones in their stomach that long? And he was like, well, that's it. This is just the way the medical field is right now. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. You sit on that fucking phone all day. Call and I go across state lines. Go anywhere. You can find another doctor. That is crazy. And Doug was reminiscing yet again on his kidney stone. He probably named it Kidney Nini. His little Nini stone. And he's like, well, do you want some truffle salt today, Nini? And Doug said it only hurts if you move. So with my neighbor, I'm like, you're just going to spend a month not moving? No, I mean... I guess I did that in the beginning of quarantine, but woof, not my type of fun. But speaking of fun, Jeff is about to have the time of his mother fucking life. He is so excited. He wants to confront Jameson's neighbor so bad. So Jameson's neighbor is full of noise violations. Jameson has already sent a tier one letter to his management. Somebody's already talked to the neighbor. Nothing is working. She is still clamoring up a storm at 3 a.m. And Jeff 
all he wants to do is go and confront Jameson's neighbor to the point where he is now willing to start dating Jameson. They're dating, you guys. It's official. They're absolutely dating. They're together as of today. No, I'm joking. Um, But he's going to fake date Jameson and say that he is Jameson's boyfriend and they keep it the fuck down so they can do the butt stuff that I don't want to. So I just want to remind Jeff that He's been telling this story frequently, how he got his radio show, and that was because he filled in for Queen Amy Phillips, and she was a stand-in, and it eventually led to a full-time gig. So here, Jeff is willing to be Jameson's stand-in. Jameson sounded so excited, by the way, and so did Jeff. So now, I just saw it so fucking clearly, Jeff is Jameson's stand-in for now, This is how it starts, people. Before you know it, it's just going to be a little too real. It's going to feel a little too comfortable to play roles of boyfriends. And you know what? I don't fucking hate it. I don't hate Jeff Jeff and Jameson together. Jefferson. I was trying to think of their couple name. Jameff. Jameff. Jeff. Jefferson. Jefferson. It would totally be Jefferson. I stand Jefferson. I stand Jefferson. Um, Okay, so let's make that a thing. It's so funny now because it's like, how do we shock the world? You know, like all the shock value, we're always like, what could possibly be shocking anymore? Then you have something like Scandaval and you're like, what? Nine years and you cheated with the best friend of the girl and you and you guys dress like her for Halloween and that's some weird fucked up shit. We were all shooketh at that. We don't get shooketh a lot lately. I'm telling you right now, if Jefferson became a thing, that is shooketh worthy. That is fucking shooketh worthy. And again, I want it to happen. Now, speaking of shaking things, this was amazing. So a caller called in, <laughs> Teresa, Teresa Caputo. No, it's just regular Teresa. Um, Teresa outdugged Doug and she asked if she could return her half used salt shaker. <laughs> of truffle salt because Doug is notorious y'all for even the shirt he was wearing today. He likes to use things and then return it as if it just happened to not work out, even though he used it 17 times before he noticed that it did not work out. Ugh. So Teresa used half her salt, truffle salt, and then she realized that she was getting the shits from it. No, I'm just kidding. It's amazing. Get it now. Buy it now. Actually, Teresa, you should save it and maybe you can sell it on eBay one day and it'll be worth trillions when all the Jeff Lewis Live memorabilia goes to auction because we all just love nostalgia. So any memorabilia, it'll be, you can like sell it to Andy Cohen for his clubhouse. This is Doug Buden's truffle salt shaker. And they'll be like, what? Doug Buden? He's a star now. Well, we'll find out if his career is going to skyrocket to the next level today because Doug is skiing. I can't speak ever. Why do I have a podcast? Um, Doug is seeing Scary Sherry today. Scary Sherry. She's a real good time. Scary Sherry. She can read your mind. Scary Sherry. You guys, that was just off the fucking top of my head. This is what I'm, I gotta make a living off of this. It's too creative up there. Oh my God. Jenny Poulos could have me be a ghostwriter for her kids raps. I could totally do me and Jameson. Oh my God. We could come up with an epic one. Okay. So I do need to say that This Grant situation with Doug, I have never been more baffled in my fucking life. As a quick recap, Grant met Doug at a 
airport lounge, then one time, then a year and a half later, saw him at another event, remembered Doug, who, by the way, Doug didn't even remember Grant. Grant who? Who are you? And we're back to Grant who, because I'm so angry with that fool. Okay, so when Doug and Grant reconnected at the second event, Grant like wanted to go out to dinner, basically was leading Doug on at this point. That is what I'm saying. Fuck Grant. But Grant, I granted you grace and I granted you the benefit of the doubt and you took me for granted. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're getting fucking punny with it because uh, you're a fucking pun punk. <laughs> I know. So we were all confused in the beginning. Doug and Grant ended up going out twice for dinner and both times Grant was so into it and like wanted to was the one kind of initiating like let's get together kind of thing. So then when he sat down at the second dinner, he let Doug know like, hey, I listened to the JLL show and heard that you were talking about me. And like, just so you know, that's not even on the table. That's not even a question. I don't like older men. I'm fucking this young chump. And which is fine, I guess. But like, Grant, why the fuck were you so interested in hanging out with Doug? If you're so put off by dating an older man, but you wanted to hang out with an older man just to talk about truffle salts, like what did you have so much in common with him that you want? And even if you like cooking and stuff like that, you can find people your own age and your own whatever. Like, what was the point of hanging out with Doug? It felt very clouty, clouty, C-L-O-U-T-Y. I know we played a spell, a weird spelling game. I'm not even going to talk about that, but on Jeff Lewis Live today. But it feels very clouty on Grant's end. Like he, and he said, I don't listen to Jeff Lewis normally, but people told me about it. Fuck that, Grant. Not only do you listen to Jeff Lewis Live, you listen to the motherfucking after show, bitch. We see you. Shout out, Grant. No, I'm kidding. I love you. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So in the beginning, I was like, that was so nice of Grant to say he was lightly dating somebody else, but still kind of interested in Doug. But now, if you weren't interested at all in Doug, that was never even an option. And you specifically are like, I wouldn't go out with older men. Again, then why are you going out with one just to be their friends? Like, what the fuck was that, Grant? No, that was so fucking weird. Doug, you're amazing. You're going to get such good karma. Just putting yourself out there like that. Like, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And the real Grant is going to show up one day and grant you your true love. Boom. Okay. And I hope Scary Sherry solidifies that prediction later today. Oh, I can't wait to hear about Scary Sherry. Okay. Also, Jameson is absolutely killing it as permanent producer, but I'm going to guess the interns were the ones screening the calls because it is falling apart without Alyssa. We can tape it back together. We can tape it back together, but take my advice, interns, please. You picked all the callers that sounded like they were underwater. Under. Let's search for the clear connections, people. Okay, just like we want to make clear connections in life, not these cloudy, clouty connections and whatever clout it is, like whether they want you as their arm candy, which is totally the case with Grant and Doug. Grant absolutely wanted Doug as his arm candy, but it's like if they just want you as that or if they just want you as a friend or just as it, it's just like, no, dude, like it's not up to you. I want somebody that's going to be fucking obsessed with me and in love with me. And we all deserve to have a healthy stalker if we want one. Okay. If they're going to be healthy about it and like not kill, but just be obsessed. Fine. Great. I have my bear spray by my side if anything gets dicey. So everyone order up your pepper spray. And this is just a PSA for all the 
gorgeous people that get catcalled out there, okay? Re-up on your pepper spray. And is that a fine? Like, okay, say the convertible guys, if they say, hey, gorgeous, and I pepper sprayed their face, is that bad? <laughs> okay, it's obviously not great, but like, did they do anything to deserve it? In my eyes, yes. Because when it's all the time, it's harassment. Just because you, it was your first time saying, hey, gorgeous. All right, well, if I've heard 10, hey, gorgeouses today, I'm fucking harassed at this point. Pepper in your face, bitch. Pepperani, pepperani. Guys, we have so much fun on Splash of Sass. You got to listen to all the episodes to know what the fuck we're talking about. But if you do, then you know. And if you don't know, now you never know. So I love you guys so much. Listen to Splash of Sass. Listen to Jeff Lewis Live. We'll be back tomorrow. Subscribe. Tell your friends I love you. Bye. Splash, splash, splash.